0: So, in our house here in Holy Family, we have uh, a young man who is uh, very um, addicted to all things Christmassy, and I feel somewhat like the the judge here uh, in this in this gospel when he pesters me day and night, <laughs> night and day, wanting to have a Christmas tree there and there and then a small little one there but then a big one there and then a little one there and then we can have two outside and then we can light two upstairs and then each of the windows of the house should have a Christmas tree as well otherwise the, the windows would feel left out and then we can have a winter wonderland out the back where we decorate and put lights on all 17,000 trees <coughs> that are out there so some total I think it was 27,000 trees that we, we need for the house or something like that and day and night and the and thing is he starts in June <laughs> with this with this so, and I feel just like that judge, that I'm okay, okay, okay. You can have a few trees. <laughs> okay, we can put off a few trees. Janie, just leave me alone. <laughs> but persistence, it's interesting. There's all sorts of, the gospel is very, very, very interesting. There's all sorts of interesting things going on here because the Lord compares himself to an unjust judge. Like it's, it's I don't want to correct the Lord like, but it's just, it's a very unusual comparison you know what i mean um there was a judge, a judge in a certain town who had neither fear of god nor respect for men All right so the, the, this is clearly the person who has the power the the widow then appeals and appeals and uh he says maybe i've neither fear of god nor respect for man but if she but since she keeps pestering me i must give the widow her just rights or she will persist in coming and worrying me to death and the Lord said, you see what the unjust judge had to say? Now will not God see justice done? So it's very, Jesus explains that it's the unjust judge. It, it, he's not saying God is an unjust judge. Don't get me wrong. But the parable is about an unjust judge and the unjust judge represents God. So he's not like, that wasn't clear at all. Um, what he's What he's saying is that if an unjust judge gives what a persistent widow asks for. Now we kind of, amplify that god then who is just how much more will he give his children who call out to him okay so we're starting with something kind of human and tarnished and then we need divinize it so god then who is just will give even more to his children who ask that's that's kind of the idea okay so just so we understand the gospel here if you ever see uh before uh how, how parents you can learn so much from Parents and children, parents and kids. And if you ever see how, how children are fed, right, it's very interesting. I have the greatest admiration for parents, I really do. Because, you know, so the child sits there, and the child actually doesn't, they don't really care what they eat as long as it tastes okay. They don't care if it's liquidized broccoli, they'll actually eat liquidized broccoli. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know why, maybe the taste buds haven't developed yet or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, but they, they, they'll pretty much. Trust mom that whatever is on the spoon, is coming towards their face. whatever <laughs> Whatever's coming towards their face, they'll eat they generally as long as it tastes okay, they'll whatever it is, they don't, they don't know what it's called. They have no idea, they haven't got those words yet. They just whatever and in they go. Then there are some children with, with with great appetites and they just eat everything. You know, just just as you know, hear mom say, Oh, it's fantastic. You know, he eats whatever, she eats whatever. Um I put in front of her. Uh or you see when, when, when kids, uh, now as we approach the winter months, when they're all standing there in front of the front door and there's kind of arms out and they're getting dressed, as in the parents are dressing them, you know, these big thick um, jackets and the arms are just kind of sticking out. And then the scarf goes on, the hat goes on, and then the hood goes up and the boots are on and the plastic pants and they're like a Michelin man. And then it's child number two and then the same again. And, the, and then child number one is starting to get heat struck. Near the door, while, while you're dressing, while you're dressing, child number one, you know, tra- child number two. And like, uh, like, uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> you know, And they just, they just trust like that. Whatever mom or dad puts on them is good, right? Um, and it's, it does. I, w- I wouldn't say it's that there's no resistance, but generally speaking, like you know, they know they need, to need they need these clothes in order to go outside and play in the snow. Now. When it comes to our relationship with God, something which it just, it just came to my mind during the week and something that, that we're, we're all growing in, me included, but this, the, the, the absolute necessity to trust, to trust God, to trust, 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 trust. And I think that that word kind of gets tr- tr- thrown out. I, I think obviously the Divine Mercy devotion... Um, reminded us, again, of, of, of the need to trust God. I'm not sure if that was as prevalent in Catholic vocabulary in the 60s, 70s. I'm not sure. But it's it's definitely there now, thank God. But, like, to trust God, trust him, trust him. And the the problem with that term is, I think, it might be a small little bit abstract. Trust him just means you believe he's there. Yeah, okay. No, that's not, that's not what trust. So I was thinking this morning, how... Uh, how, would I explain, how would I explain trust to someone? And, and the one word that came to me was, uh, was control. Because I think if, if I say I trust, but I want absolute contr- as much control as, as is humanly possible over my life and its surroundings and, and, and everything that goes on, if I want absolute control, then ultimately I'm not trusting because what do you want God to do? You, like, if you've everything grabbed, if you're holding on to, then what, where where do you want God to intervene? She hasn't got. It's like a, this little analogy I heard uh, of. You know, a child comes up to daddy and said, "Daddy, daddy, can you fix my tractor? Wheel fell off." And daddy says, "Sure." Um, John, you'll you'll have to let go of the tractor, though. If you got me there? To... No, no, no. You fix the tractor. No, you, John, you have to let go so I can fix it. I don't want to let go of the fact though. Johnny, if you don't let go, I can't fix it. And th- this kind of reality that we have in our lives is about where god f- fix our lives, but but don't but don't take control of any of it. Like don't you know? Fix it, but leave it with me. Fix it, but maybe maybe let me fix it. Is that okay? Or fix it, maybe and I'll, I'll stand there and I'll just make sure everything that, that you're doing is is okay. <laughs> I'll be God's foreman, you know. So. I, I think when it comes to trust, I think trust and, and the idea of control uh, go go hand in hand. Because if 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 we say we trust but want absolute control, then we're not trusting. So when it comes to like a, when you see how a child behaves in fr- in front of its parents, it trusts, it really does, or they trust because they're people, they're not it's. They ch- children trust. They, they you know whatever's coming into my mouth, I presume it's not arsenic. <laughs> Um, when I'm being dressed up, it's actually quite uncomfortable as I'm standing in the house with TOG 25, whatever they're called, value. Um, Michelin puffy bomber jacket things. Uh, before I go outside, I'm going to die. a <laughs> heat stroke. Um, but you trust, this is this is this is what mommy says, then and, and, and this is good. Then when they get a small bit older, going to the dentist. I don't want to go to the dentist. <laughs> Uh, your face is swollen up to four times its natural size. You need to go to the dentist. You know, mommy says we go to the dentist. We go to the dentist. You trust. You trust. So, you, as a child, you, you kind of have no. In a way, you've no choice. If a child doesn't trust mom or dad, it doesn't eat. Because a child can't feed itself. It can't. You can put a baby in a fridge right there. <laughs> What's going to happen? Well, nothing except starvation. Uh, so a child has to trust. And that's as I've said this before, like, but that's why I think God allows us in human development to come to that stage near the end of our lives, where we become quite dependent again. Um, you've noticed maybe how how children in a public place might walk along and say, Mommy, why is that man so fat?" You know, shouting it. All <laughs> right. But then someone was telling me about their, their granny, who who, who was in, in the back of the church and obviously slightly deaf at this point, and goes, "Look at the size of her up the front, Granny. granny she can hear you. She ah, she can't hear me." And then of course the whole church hears her saying, "She can't hear me." Like you know, but it's like so. Three years of age or eighty-three is kind of, or maybe ninety-three. Let's go ninety-three. Uh, it's kind of kind of the same thing, in a way. It's, it's interesting, like how you know you start to come to that stage again where where you you start to you need help and maybe you are back in diapers nappies maybe you know that kind of thing happens too so then you you need you need people's help and guidance and 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 people to lift you in and out of bed or maybe even people to turn you in bed you can't even turn yourself in bed just like a newborn you know so it's just again this isn't this isn't God forgetting about us i think this is God actually Giving us a chance, trust me, learn to rely on me, and learn to give away control. Now, we have to obviously balance that one as well. Control. When it comes to the idea of control, God wants us, God wants us to be responsible for our lives. So he wants us to be responsible for our choices. So it's not the case that we sit down, fold our arms, and say, God will do everything, and my engineering degree is just going to turn up and my dear future wife is just going to arrive in at my door and all of my vices will simply just be annihilated and I shall become a saint. N- no. Uh, you see, you have to work at all of these things. So God wants us, when it comes to con- the idea of control, it doesn't mean you, God does everything, you do nothing, and everything just turns up. He wants to work with you in the same way that parents want to teach you responsibility. They want to teach you the, the value of hard work. They want to teach you uh, g- good manners. Please and thank you. Sit up at the table, elbows off the table, no belching. You know, like they, they want to teach you good manners. But I don't think parents want you uh, in your like, 20s to be saying, mommy, what optionals should I do in, in my degree course? Should I do engineering or should I do thing? And if I do thing, what, you know, who should I marry, mommy? You know, I mean, I think they they want to give you these principles, and then they they want you to live your life. You know, decide decide where you want to live, work hard for it, uh, pay for it. You know, living on a life. but but you don't. You you can ask for advice, sure, but 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 you have to make the decision. That's that's how I think parents want us to be. You know what I mean? Like to be sure, respectful. But we can still ask for advice, absolutely, but ultimately, you know, make make your choice. Make try and make it well informed choices but make your choice i think that's how god works with us as well so with the holy spirit alive and active within us inspiring our intellect to help us to see what is good true and beautiful and then inspiring our our will that we can choose what is good true and beautiful he wants us to live our lives so i think that's that's it's a great responsibility on one hand i think it's, it's it's freeing on the other because it means that like you are you are free And sometimes it's a choice between choosing between good things, and both are good. So whatever you want. It's not like only one thing is God's will and everything else is the highway to hell. No, I mean, like today, for example, in our community, we have a free day. So if people want to have a little nap in the afternoon or come in here and pray or read a bit of scripture or go for a walk with one of their friends here, one of their family members, community members, it's all good. It's all good. You're free. It's great like so so trust then trust and control control doesn't mean that i do everything but it shouldn't mean that i do everything and it doesn't mean that god does everything either we work together so god wants me to choose the right thing he wants me to ask for advice yes but he wants me to choose so when it comes to to to, to trusting it doesn't mean sitting back and presuming god will just take care of everything that's just laziness it's, it's working with God and allowing him, allowing him also to change your plans. So when your plans are this direction, and, you, and every time you pray, every time you, know, you, 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 you speak to, to, to people with good discernment, you, the, 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 the draw seems actually over here. But your will says this, but somehow, I think this, this might, might be what God wants. And there might be a struggle there for a while, but you mean this is where we, we prayerfully discern with, with the Lord. And nine times out of ten, in our modern world, you can try something, and if, if it doesn't work out, okay. You can do the other thing then. If you try a college course and it doesn't work out, okay. Do another college course. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to get everything right first time. I did two college courses before I ended up in seminary. Uh, oh, And I wouldn't actually say that that was a bad idea. It was actually, it was good experience to live out there in the crazy world of the night. We partied like it was 1999 because it, because it was 1999. (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, so trust and control trust. We trust the Lord, which means that we work with him. We work with him. We ask, we pray, we discern, we decide. And at times that'll mean changing what my original plan was, at times it will mean, it always means handing over absolute control of my life because we work together on these things, together. And that's, that's a beautiful way of seeing it, because like, he, he trusts you. He trusts you with the freedom that he's given you. He wants you to be trustworthy of the freedom he has given you. Why? So when you get to heaven and you share in his divine nature, you have shown that you can be trusted with a little and therefore you can be trusted with a lot. So, as we, as we pray today, we pray with that joyful confidence that the Lord is with us, that the Lord isn't, is, is for us, not against us, that the Lord wants to, to lift us up, elevate us, and teach us how to, how, to, how to choose well, how to discern well, teach us how to trust. To be another homily to, to delve into why we believe God is trustworthy, but... <clears throat> I can answer that very briefly. I suppose with one finger, the cross. That's it. So, so Lord, help us, help us to trust you more. Help us to trust you more. Help us to trust you with all of our hearts. Help us to work with you and your Spirit. Help us to decide for virtue. Help us to decide for for good, holy, beautiful things. Help us to decide even when that decision might cost us. Help us to decide for you, that we might enjoy your presence in the presence of your Father for all eternity. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation. Of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in in Ireland. So, if you wish, you can do so through our website holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there. And we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a, a future podcast or homily god bless